Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in Heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I recently had the privilege of sitting down with Tammy Sutherland of Frontline Fire Ministries, and we had a great conversation about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and how essential it is and how Jesus is calling his bride up higher. Uh, in this hour. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who support the mission to unite the body of Christ to help fulfill the Great Commission with love. A big shout out to Gopher Ministries who provides all of our equipment rental for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services who provides our financial accounting. Harvest Family Network through which I am licensed and ordained and life-changing productions who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at christinaperera.org. Today's episode is sponsored by Plexus Living Free. It's hard to be and do all that God has for us, world changers, the light of the world, when you don't feel your best. Most of the health issues we deal with today have the same roots of poor gut health, blood sugar imbalance, and inflammation. But you can address those issues with best-in-class plant-based supplements. Your body can come into balance and you can be healthy and thrive. That's what Plexus products do. They can help improve your gut health, balance your blood sugar, and reduce inflammation naturally, helping you thrive from the inside out. Whether you're looking for an immune system and active lifestyle support, improve digestion and nutrition, want to get off medications and balance your body through natural products, or lose weight, Plexus products just might be the answer you're looking for. And just for being a Revealing Jesus listener, you can take this quiz and receive 10% off and a free VIP membership on your way to health and happiness. I will have links in the show notes. And I've got a great resource for you guys today. So because we are talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I found a great little book for you called The Holy Spirit, The Missing Ingredient by K.C. Price. And it's 50% off right now through Charisma, and I will have links in the show notes so you guys can help feed your desire for more of God. And of course, I will have links to Tammy's book, uh, Permission to Burn, in the show notes as well. So without further ado, let's listen in on my conversation with Tammy Sutherland. Hey, everybody. 
Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I am so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have an amazing leader in the body of Christ with me today. She is a prophetic revivalist and the author of Permission to Burn, Breaking the Chains of Compromise from a Holy Generation. Today, I have with me here, Tammy Sutherland. Tammy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Christina. I'm excited to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I've really been enjoying uh, reading through from your book, uh, Permission to Burn. Um, I've, I've told our listeners a lot about you. Is there something maybe that you can share with them about you? Maybe something personal just to help get to know you? Yeah, if I was going to share something personal, just so you could know me, it would be that I am desperately in love with Jesus and the, the whole burning um, message and phenomenon surrounding my life comes from how he redeemed me, how he set me free um, from fear and from shame. And I've always been fascinated with just the, the element of fire whenever it comes to him and the Holy Spirit. And so I think when I was about 20 years old, I just, after he, he turned my life around, he delivered me from trauma. I just began to be almost um, obsessed with knowing the second part of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And that was the baptism of the Holy Spirit in fire. And, mm. um, and so it just comes out of that lovesick reality. Um, I, it's like I said, I've, I've been through things and I've been through trauma and I've been through the ups and downs, but the stability of the Lord in me is that uh, Matthew 311 reality um, being absolutely submersed in him, in his spirit and in the spirit of burning, or what I'd like to call it, like this, that's the lovesick reality of walking with him. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a little bit about me. You could go into all kinds of, uh, stories and details. I have three kids, all girls, been married for 18 years. Um, uh, I do prayer and worship daily as a lifestyle at the house of prayer here in Atlanta, um, and it's just my life. Jesus is my life and raising my kids up in, uh, falling in love with him. That's, that's my life style. And it's not about ministry for me. It's about being lovesick. Amen. You're speaking my language. Isn't that what it all it's all about? I mean, it's that love that compels us, you know, and, and we love because he first loved us. Yes. Yeah. That's right. I absolutely love that. Um, you know, I really enjoyed, you know, reading through your book, Permission to Burn. I think you said some really important things in there. You talked a little bit about, um, just like you mentioned, um, this compulsion to go and um, to, to tell people about our beautiful Jesus. And, you know, when we encounter him in such a powerful way, like you just talked about, when he rescues you from trauma and he sets you free, once you encounter him, it's, it's, it's exactly like you said, it's a, it's a compulsion. It, it, it becomes an, an obsession. Yeah. 
I think my husband would absolutely agree with you that I am truly obsessed as well. <laughs> um, it's really hard not to encounter Jesus and not to become obsessed with him because right. he's so amazing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been times in my life where I too have encountered him in really difficult places and it always astounds me. He can speak a word and there's such wisdom in it. And it's like, maybe you didn't even realize you were feeling that way or that that was the issue or whatever. It's just one word. He can just set you free with one word. It's amazing. So very true. So very true. I love the point you just made though about, you know, sometimes you don't even know what is running through your heart and your mind and he meets you there in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In my experience, I've always found he knows more about me than even I know. That's right. I have to ask this question because this is revealing Jesus. How did you meet Jesus? You know, it's, it's always a difficult question for me to ask because I did not grow up in a spirit filled uh, church, but I grew up in a very, very teeny tiny Methodist church. Um, literally, they were probably like four other children in the church besides my brother and I, and they were my cousins. <laughs> and, and I do not have a, a memory of being when I was a child of actually saying yes to the gospel, but I continuously remember his presence being present with me. Mm. And when um, I was in middle school, I went to a uh, Pentecostal church camp with a friend of mine and did, had never been experienced, never been, you know, had experience with so much emotion when it came to encountering him. But Mm -hmm. that's where I put my finger, like that would be my first encounter, my first yes to the gospel, um, my first reality that he was real, like he was tangible. um, And he, the the presence that I had had met with me ever since I was a small child um, was, was more than Uh, God, quote unquote, that was somewhere distant, far off that we talked about for 15 minutes on Sunday morning. Um, And so I was probably 12, I don't know, somewhere in sixth and seventh grade and answered a call to the altar from the back of the room um, in this huge Pentecostal church camp was compelled to run all the way to the front, encountered the presence of God. I was literally slain in the spirit. Um, I'd never experienced anything like that. I didn't have that language. All I knew is that I came to the front of that room and I ended up on the floor and people were prophesying over me. And I felt the presence of God and love and redemption and, and destiny in a way that I didn't have language for. And so I would say that would be the point where he literally unveiled himself to me Mm. and showed me, um, I guess, how he wanted to carry me in my entire life in him. Mm. And, and then of course, like, if you read my book, you can see the ups and downs, you can see where, you know, in high school and college, you know, that became a very, difficult understanding for me and I had to encounter him again and had to lay it all down again but Mm -hmm. but I can pinpoint that where he marked me that's where I realized that there was more to this life than going to church or even just a momentary 
meeting with him um, without really having words to describe it. Yeah, I absolutely love that. You know, thank goodness for Pentecostal and charismatic friends, because I had one of those too. I tell you what, she told me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and he showed yes. up and set my life ablaze. So, right. you know, thank goodness yes. for those friends. You know, I absolutely love that. You know, when we encounter him, he marks our life. And you said something that really stood out to me. You said people came when they started prophesying and you sense that destiny over your life. And, you know, I, I feel like that's such a good, a good point to make because when we encounter Jesus in such a way, he's often speaking to us about our destiny and how he's created us and what he's made us for. And sometimes we, you know, it's a, it's a journey of discovering why we were created. And, you know, even as you say that, I'm literally tearing up because he's reminding me of that moment. Yeah. That sweet, innocent moment where he was calling out destiny. Yeah. And, and, you know, I believe he's doing that right now with his church. Mm -hmm. Deep is calling unto deep. And I believe that we are coming into a place, a time, and a season. And I just put this out a couple of weeks ago for a prophetic word for 2022 that he's bringing his bride into a place where she will truly be image bearers of Jesus. And yeah. it, it's no longer, we no longer have time to play church. Um, yeah. You know, you said something in your book, you said Jesus's leadership is impressive. Mm. He equated their sitting and eating with unbelief and hardness of heart. And the fact that they were sitting and doing what they've always done exposed disbelief in their hearts. Some leaders would call this failure and see the disciples as being in need of a sabbatical and further instruction. But Jesus, in order to awaken the hearts and prepare them for a fiery deployment, an encounter with Jesus should compel every true believer to go and tell the world about him. Essentially, Jesus was saying, how could you receive a message from those who encountered me in my resurrected body and continue sitting around, hanging out, scarfing down food. Now that you see, go. A lost and dying world is waiting. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. You know, so much of the church is sitting on the sidelines right now. And we've made it acceptable to sit and eat and hold potlucks. But that's really not what Jesus called us to do. He called us to go and to be the church and to represent him well. Yeah. Can you give our listeners some really practical ways that they can get up and go? Yeah, you know, just as you were, you were reading that, the Lord was reminding me of the way that those disciples walked with him. And obviously, again, you're talking about revealing Jesus and the word, you know, I use the word unveiling he, he walked with them and then his death was so tragic to them. Like all of their hope was deferred because mm -hmm. in their minds in that time, the Messiah wasn't supposed to die. The Messiah was supposed to be the king, right? Right. And so their, 
it didn't look like they thought it would look like. And so they yeah. went back to kind of navel gazing. And what do we do when we're navel gazing? We go back to what we know. And for them, that was religion. You know, that was legalism. That was going back to what they knew. But at the same time, they could never go back. You know, and I think Jesus knew that when he walked in that room, like he was, I think what he was saying to them, the spirit was, you can never go back to where you were. You've seen and you've heard and you know, and here I am, I'm not dead, I'm alive. And I think being compelled to get up from that place where we go back to what we know and, and, and it's either religion or carnality, you know, feeding our flesh, gaining pleasure, which we're created for pleasure, gaining pleasure from the familiar. But when we encounter him and he brings us back to remembrance of who we know him to be, no matter how long we've been walking with him, it should cause our heart to burn within us. And then there's a compelling, compelling in our heart. And we, we want, you know, the, the practical is gaze on him. The practical is look at him. The practical Amen. is remember, remember your history with him. And let that cause your heart to come alive. And a lot of times we think compelled to go looks like, you know, evangelism, right? Going out, knocking on doors or ministering to people in the street. And that's, that's an aspect. But that too can become back to the familiar, what we know is according to what, you know, denominational line right. we were, we grew up in. Mm -hmm. I believe what Jesus wants from us is that, you know, revelation, I think it's revelation three, the coming back to the place of our first love and mm -hmm. saying, you know, like, like the bride in song of Solomon, I've got to tell someone, no matter what I've been through, I have to tell someone where has my beloved gone and, and cause them to know that they need to know him too. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's out of that place of remembering who we are and our destiny and our history with him that we actually, the word is ekbalo, you know, it, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's that Hebrew or, or Greek word that means I'm literally cast out of where I am right now into the harvest field. And I can't help but shine his glory in the darkness. I can't help but say, you know, this is who he is and you, you need to know him too. And so I think the practical is A, know him. B, remember who you are and C, don't be afraid. You know, how many times it says scripture? I think I've heard like 365 times fear not, mm -hmm. you know, fear not man shall do to you and compel them to come, go into the highways and byways and compel them to come mm -hmm. in, not by your strength, but by his, just be you, be yeah. naturally supernatural, just Amen. be who you are around others and they will be compelled to know him too. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. And, you know, it's all steeped in intimacy and worship. You know, we, and I just said this a couple of weeks ago, you know, when we have those intimate encounters with God, you know, there's, there's things that are deposited upon our lives and our body, soul, and spirit. And we walk away from those encounters looking like Jesus, smelling like Jesus, talking like Jesus, you know, and it, it just becomes effortless. I, I love what you said, naturally supernatural, you know, and that's, and I think that that's something that the church needs to embrace is the supernatural again, 
And um, we may not always understand it. We may not have a grid for it, but we can trust God to show us. You know, I love my, um, you know, my charismatic friend told me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I grew up Baptist. I, like you, had no grid for it. And I'm so thankful that the Lord brought me into um, relationship with some charismatic friends who would explain to me, oh yeah, the Lord is touching you, or that's what we call this, or that's what we call that. And, but I just, I simply trusted, I I simply trusted him. I said this a couple of weeks ago, we no longer have time to play church without power. We no longer have time to have a form of godliness without power. Um, Cause you're right. right. People are so hungry and they're hurting. If you don't have the power, if you don't have the presence of the Holy spirit, you know, they're going to, they're, they're hungry. They're going to search. They're going to go and they're going to walk away and they're going to find somebody who does. Yeah. That's right. Because we're looking for him essentially, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's what the, I think the important key right now, where we are in, in the scope of eternity, where we are in the earth, um, the dark is going to get darker and the light is going to get lighter. And those that are hungry are looking for him in the midst of the darkness. Mm-hmm. And it's a knock on, on church or church system as much as it is a revelation of we were created for more and people are, that's our prayer. Yeah. That they begin to search out the more of God. Right, right. I think in the past, people have kind of seen that seeker sensitivity as maybe like, oh, I need to tweak my message. But really, when mm-hmm. I think you're right, is they're just looking for Jesus. Mm-hmm. They're looking to encounter the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. They're looking to encounter a real living and loving Jesus. And I'm so thankful that I get to do this show because I get to talk to amazing people like you who've encountered a real living and loving Jesus. Amen. That's so good. He is. He's, he's so good. He's so powerful. He's so present. He's so wanting to meet our needs, whether it's healing for our bodies, deliverance for our souls, you know, prospering us in our finances or, or in our relationships. You know, when Jesus shows up, you know, life flourishes. It just happens because it's supernaturally part of who he is. It's so true. You talk about that violent sending. For those who haven't experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit and haven't had that prophesied over them, you know, can you can you talk about how important that was in your life and how maybe if you hadn't have experienced that, where you would be? Oh my gosh, it, you know. It was the essential piece of the puzzle because before it was as if I was trying to will myself into holiness. It was trying to, I was trying to will myself into alignment with the scriptures, right? You know, what, what God desired of me, I was trying to do it in my own strength. And I think that in Westernized Christianity, we too often separate the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit is that we are worshiping three different gods and we're not. He is one. Yeah. He is one. You know, Jesus and the Father and the Spirit are one. And I think the mentality was 
okay, I'm not really so, I don't really understand the the third person of the Trinity, right? And mm-hmm. so I'm trying to will myself into being a good person. I'm trying to, you know, and I don't really understand the power of grace. I don't understand the power of the um, sacrifice of Christ on the cross because I've not yet received the fullness of his spirit. Mm-hmm. And you know, you can get into the theological explanation and divide out how, you know, you receive a portion when you're saved and then here's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and all that's true to an extent, but I like to simplify the whole thing. Jesus is the son of God and he laid down his life and Holy Spirit is the breath of God that breathed into the the lungs of Adam that made him a living soul. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, the Spirit was present with Jesus before he came into the earth and after and during, and the same with us. When Jesus breathed on his disciples, he said, receive my spirit. And in it, it would allow them, his spirit allowed them to be led by him and to release his power. Now, this was before his um, death, burial, and resurrection. When he mm-hmm. breathed on his disciples, people don't realize that. Right. Holy Spirit was present in the Old Testament. Holy Spirit was present with Jesus before his death, burial, and resurrection. But in Acts chapter 2, They were waiting on him and he released the promise of the father in that moment over Mm -hmm. an entire people because they were in that upper room and they were waiting on the fullness of whatever Jesus was talking about. They were waiting on him. They trusted him. I believe that the spirit was blowing in that room with them before the spirit blew on all of the people. But for me, it was coming to the realization of not the theology of the Holy Spirit, Mm -hmm. but the encounter with God by his spirit that allowed my mind to awaken to what my spirit already knew, communion, communion with God. And when I realized that he was in me and I was with him and I encountered him, I also realized that it was not by my own strength or by my own power that I could walk out even day-to-day intimacy with him. It was by his and his alone. And that set me free from guilt and from shame and from striving and from Mm -hmm. fear and all of these things, because suddenly it wasn't about me. It was all about him and he gave me a spirit to walk this out. And so the key unlocking for me was not understanding theology, understood that later, understand Mm -hmm. later, understand the theology behind it. But in the moment when I'm struggling with trying to put away the old man, right, the old fleshly desires, and all of a sudden there's deliverance because the spirit comes in, Mm -hmm. that was life transforming. And I tell people this all the time. In that moment, when I said, yes, God, give me everything you have. If it's of you, I want it. If it's Mm -hmm. not, I don't. In that moment, he answered in the same way that he answered my uh, Jesus come and be Lord of my life moment. You know, it was, it was, it was the same receptivity. Mm -hmm. And from that point on the hunger increased and it increased and increased in me. And that became my prayer for years. Like I want it. I want it all. I want it. I want it all. Whatever it is, give it to me. And later on, I began to understand the, you know, the biblical theology behind it. But but from that moment, everything came alive. You know, Amen. I didn't want to smoke anymore. I didn't want to drink anymore. I didn't want to go out and party anymore. Like all I wanted to do was be with him mm-hmm. and be like him. Amen. And it was his grace. It was his strength, not by might, 
not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Amen. I love that so much. You know, just to give you guys a few scriptural backgrounds. So um, in the New Testament, it actually says that the promise that was promised to Abraham was the Holy Spirit. And that's what was given on the day of Pentecost. And, you know, there are New Testament places where the Apostle Paul was speaking to New Testament believers. And he said, have you received the promise of the Father, the baptism of the Holy Spirit? You know, he said he would say, I long to come and impart spiritual gifts to you. And, you know, Tammy, I love that. It was the same experience with me. You know, I had a friend who told me about that baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I said, God, if this is you, I want it. I was so desperate. And um, we simply prayed outside of an ice cream shop. Nothing strange happened. She looked at me and she goes, now speak in tongues. And I said, yo, she cut on my muscle day. <laughs> and I tell you what, I went to bed that night and I woke up the next morning and the presence of God was simply in my room. I just wept. I had no idea he had a presence. And the hunger to read the word of God was just extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as we steward that hunger, we get more hungry in the kingdom. Isn't that wonderful Mm -hmm. how it works? The more we eat, the hungrier we get. And um, it's so beautiful. And, uh, you know, I'm so thankful for that experience. And, you know, the Apostle Paul talks about, you know, he talks to the Galatians church, you know, it comes, the Holy Spirit comes by the grace of God. It comes through the new covenant. It comes through what Jesus has done for us. The apostle Paul admonishes the Galatian church. He says, are you so foolish to think that you started out in grace and received the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit? And now you want to continue keeping the law apart from grace. It's the spirit who wars against our flesh. That's right. That's absolutely correct. I love it. I've been actually in Galatians the past two weeks, just, just wonderful implanting all of that truth, just really meditating on that. Amen. That's my message is Galatians. That's Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm known for dividing the new covenant and old covenant, dividing law Mm. and grace. And Mm. yeah, love it. Love it. Well, he must've known you were going to talk to me. Is there anything burning on your heart, Tammy, that you want to say directly to our listeners right now? Yeah, you know, just on the subject of Galatians and on the subject of the spirit, I believe the Lord is just calling you, calling us to come up higher. Mm-hmm. You know, our our um, system, our our church system that we have, particularly in the West, not as much, it's a little different in other nations. It really wants us to get caught up in our mind and get up, caught up in our, our thoughts and our um, cerebral thinking, but the Lord is calling us up higher. And I believe that there's, there's some of you that are listening and you're kind of like, I get that in my head, but I'm trying to really get it in my heart. And it's really simple. Just come up higher. <laughs> it <laughs> says in Ephesians 2 that we're seated with him in heavenly places. And I think the Lord really wants to emphasize that you are seated. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no striving to sitting down. Mm-hmm. It's actually restful to sit down and we're in a a nation, we're in a a culture where everything's just so busy and we're, we are multitasking social media, internet ninjas. And the Lord is saying, be still 
and come up here, sit down, quiet your soul. And, and there's a word that I really want to release this because I think it's very essential right now. The Lord spoke to me many years ago. He said, Tammy, I'm offering you something that I've offered many, but they could not put down their phones. And that was such a deep, deep awakening for me because he said they not, they would not, but they could not. And what he's offering is intimacy and peace and strength and the power of knowing the mysteries of heaven from simply pulling away from the noise. And so I just want to say that I just want to call you out and call you up God's given you permission to burn. He's giving you permission to hunger and thirst for righteousness, but he's also giving you permission to unbusy and undistract your life and just look at him. Yeah. And so just sit down, just be still, just close your eyes, put everything else away and see yourself seated with him where <laughs> he is, not all the noise not all the distractions in Galatians 5, he says, you are running the race so well. Mm-hmm. Who's distracted you? Who's taught you that you had to do all these legalistic things to get yourself into my presence? Just be. Mm-hmm. Remember, by the Spirit, you walk in freedom. By yes. the Spirit. In yes. Jesus' name, I believe that's what the Lord just, he really just wants to encourage somebody out there that can just be still. And he'll meet you there. Mm-hmm. He's so faithful, you know, and I'm just over here receiving it for myself. I'm just remembering that scripture, you know, of Mary and Martha when um, Martha was so busy serving and Mary was sitting at his feet. And Jesus mm-hmm. said, Mary's chosen the good part, which will not be taken from her. Yes. You know, and I'm often reminded that's, that's the one thing that's our priority. And you're right. It is. It is hard to put down our phones sometimes, but, you know, I'm so thankful that God is faithful and he will meet us. And, you know, I'm so thankful in the new covenant that we don't have to do anything in our own strength. We can simply receive from the Lord. Some of the most powerful prayers I've ever prayed are God, I can't, but you can. Yes. This is what I want. You know, any, any lasting change that's ever been in my life has come from those prayers. God, I can't, but you can. And I simply will rest. You know, our portion in the new covenant is simply beholding what Christ has done and resting Mm -hmm. and believing. Mm -hmm. We find our rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So good. Not so complicated, is it? It's just so much more simple than we think. It is. And, and sometimes we, we make it more complicated, but yep. you're, you're right. It, he's simple. We're simple. It's a simple gospel because he knows what we are, even right. if we don't. <laughs> That's right. You know, and I just, I feel compelled to say this too. I was, I've got a 16 year old daughter and she's grown up in all of this, you know, fiery lifestyle. And it's amazing, but sometimes it makes it gets complicated in her mind and Mm -hmm. it's a good atmosphere to grow up in. But I was explaining to her the other day, I said, you know, when the Lord rescued me out of away from myself and when he rescued me, I didn't have to try to be rescued. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to try to be forgiven. I didn't have to perform for him. 
all I just looked at him and said, I need you. I need you to pluck me up out of whatever this is. And he did. Amen. And I think that the Lord wants us to remember those of us that have been in this for a while. You didn't try then and you don't have to try now. He's Mm -hmm. there. Just say yes and follow his lead. And yeah, there's putting away, you know, and I'm a, I'm a hardcore believer in like living a holy fiery lifestyle, but it's out Mm -hmm. of the place of rest, Mm -hmm. not striving and hungering for him mm-hmm. in the same way that when I first said yes. And when I first believed, I do that every day. We have to do the same thing every day, like a little child. Mm-hmm. And isn't it, isn't it amazing? The same way we, we receive the baptism, baptism of the Holy spirit. It's the same way we receive our salvation. We simply consent. Yeah. We just say, okay, put me on your shoulders, carry me fill me you know it's it's Mm -hmm. it's all him Mm -hmm. it's all him well tammy will you pray for our listeners if they have not received the baptism of the holy spirit will you pray for them now yes it's right now in the name of jesus wherever you are just be still just be still and father i ask you to come in with your presence like a flood it says that when the enemy comes in like a flood you raise a standard holy spirit come in right now where they are Mm -hmm. and raise a standard and i command every enemy of your mind to just be silent and to be still and to leave as the holy spirit fills you to the fullness right now just say yes i receive just like i was telling the story right now say lord if it's of you i want it if it's not i don't but i want everything you have from me holy spirit fill my lungs with your breath come in and cause me to pray like you pray and right now just receive the power and the breath of his spirit into your lungs and begin to receive the language of heaven. Yes. Just, and that, that's what this, that's what tongues is, beloved. Mm-hmm. It's the language of heaven. It's prayer and intercession that the enemy cannot understand. Mm-hmm. It's like praying the perfect will of God and coming into agreement with him. And then you don't have to worry. You don't have to worry about praying the wrong thing. You don't have to worry about sounding funny or silly. It's the Mm -hmm. power of God in your lungs calling forth his destiny in your life. Calling forth his destiny in the lives of others in your nation. It's so beautiful. So Father, right now, I thank you that they are receiving your spirit. Mm-hmm. And some are receiving um, intercession, tongues, and prof- the prophetic gift of the prophetic even right now. Mm-hmm. Some of you've had on your badge and you said, I've, I, I'm, I've prayed in tongues and you think you've got it all. No, right now, God's There's giving more. you more. Take yeah. off the badge. Take off the, the, the stamp of approval right now is, is, as a religious Pentecostal or charismatic and say, I want more. Yeah, I want more. I want more. Every day, every morning, get up, put your feet on the ground and pray in the spirit. 30 seconds, a minute, every single day, every single day. And watch yourself be strengthened in the power of his mind. Yes. Whoa. And freedom come from all the striving in Jesus name. Amen. 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 
Thank you so much, Tammy. It has been such a pleasure to have you with me. If you want to get a copy of Tammy's book, Permission to Burn, I'm going to put uh, links to it in the show notes, as well as links to ways you can connect with her and um, keep receiving what she has to offer. Tammy, thank you so much for being here with me today. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to 1-833-815-7778. That's 1-833-815-7778. 7778. And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.